Facebook's oversight board tasked with making independent rulings on the social media network's actions upheld the company's decision to suspend former President Donald Trump's account, but recommended to review the indefinite nature of the ban. So what does this all mean? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Day of the Charge. With us to discuss what happened is social media reporter Queenie Wong. Welcome, Queenie. Thank you for having me. So Facebook booted former President Donald Trump after the January 6th storming of the Capitol. So for the past few months, this independent oversight board assembled by Facebook has been weighing the validity of this action. So uh, the ruling came out, and it's not quite clear-cut. So what, what exactly did they say? So the oversight board was... I think a lot of people were expecting them to say, you know, Trump will either remain suspended um, or the ban will stay in place. But they actually pulled out this other card and said, we uphold Facebook's decision to suspend Trump's account, but your rules actually don't really address this idea of an indefinite suspension. Um, so you're going to have to go back and review this and, you know, come up with a sort of like a time frame as to whether or not Trump will remain suspended forever or if that ban will be lifted. So they basically kicked the bucket back over to Facebook and said, we're not taking responsibility or the heat for this decision. It's up to you. That's interesting. So what what happens next and what do you think will actually happen? So Facebook has six months to review this decision. I think the fact that they pointed out some inconsistencies in their rules, they might take a look at the rules and, you know, rewrite some of them or maybe modify some of them. Um, but they're going to have to make the decision that everyone was sort of expecting today, which is whether or not Trump will be able to post on Facebook and Instagram, or if he will remain barred. And they'll have to make the case that there would there's some sort of harm um, that would come from that. And it has to be consistent with how they're applying their policies to other users. So definitely putting Facebook back in a tough spot. Right. And so this is the highest profile decision from this oversight board, really kind of drawing attention to the fact that Facebook even has an independent board, which is, it has been, it's sort of put together over the last couple of years. But if you can give me a little bit of background for our listeners who aren't steeped in all things Facebook, like what exactly is the oversight board? How did it come together? And, and who are some of its members? So I actually talked to, there's this Harvard Law School professor, his name is Noah Feldman. He knows Sheryl Sandberg, the Facebook CEO, personally. And he's actually the one that came up with this idea for an oversight board. And he had written this really long essay and sent it to Sheryl Sandberg one day in 2018. And it basically talks about how there's sort of like this imbalance um, when it comes to free expression, where if there's a lot of advocates pushing to get a post pulled down, there's nobody really pushing on the other side. And so the whole mission of the board is to promote free expression, which is why you see them often rule against Facebook so far. And they're also supposed to help Facebook improve their content policies. So those are the two main purposes of the board. Um, 
There's about 20 members right now, a lot of prominent people. One is the former prime minister of Denmark, um, Nobel Peace Prize winner, people in academia, lawyers, a lot of big names. um, And a lot of people who have some sort of expertise in content moderation. Got it. And and, I mean, just to be clear, this is, even though Facebook is funding it, it is an independent body that doesn't necessarily answer to Facebook or CEO Mark Zuckerberg, correct? Right. So the systems are completely separated. Um, This whole idea was created and funded by Facebook. And there's been some questions as to, you know, how much independence does this board have? And Facebook had said at the time, well, the board will prove that it is actually independent from Facebook by issuing decisions that we disagree with. And so let's go back to the Trump decision. What can you tell me sort of the significance of this ruling? So this decision goes beyond just Trump because we're talking about the moderation of political speech. And Facebook is a global platform. It has 2.8 billion users, you know, political leaders from all over the world use it. So how they're determining whether or not a former U.S. president gets to use the platform, that could get applied to other political leaders in the future. So that's why this has been really closely watched as a decision, because this goes way beyond just Trump. Right. And to be clear, this is a non-binding recommendation, right? Couldn't Facebook theoretically just ignore it? There is no legal requirement for Facebook to actually go through with what the board is recommending. But this has been a really high profile case. And Facebook has said they are going to review the Trump ban. And honestly, it just would look really bad from Facebook's perspective, if they actually ignored everything that the board had said. Right. That that would sort of go back on its promise of an independent but uh, influential body. Uh, just to, for a little additional context and what sort of setting the stakes here, just as a reminder, I mean, how many followers does Trump actually have on Facebook uh, and, and Instagram? So he has... 35 million followers on Facebook and 24 million on Instagram. But by far, Twitter was his most, you know, popular platform with 89 million followers. And Twitter permanently barred Trump from their site. So as far as we know, he's not coming back on on Twitter, but Instagram and Facebook, that's going to be a whole different question that the world's so largest social media site will have to grapple with. Yeah, you bring up Twitter, and obviously that was his yeah social media platform of choice, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, I know Mark Zuckerberg has presented this model of this oversight board as a, as a you know as a example of how a social media company can self regulate. Do you? What are some of the other platforms doing? Are they considering this or are they taking different approaches? Like what, for instance, is Twitter doing? So Twitter is actually involving users. They have this pilot program called Birdwatch in which people could flag 
um, misinformation or, you know, they, they seem to puck a lot of the responsibility to users. Um, nobody else has really tried this oversight board idea. It's sort of been an experiment. And I think other social networks are trying to see how this goes because, Given how many people are on Facebook and like this, this particular case had 9,000 comments, um, but there's just so much content out there. There's, there's like the, the issue of trying to decide what cases to even take up. Um, there's the issue of like all this sometimes political pressure that comes with making these content moderation decisions. Um, and there's also questions about, does this oversight board actually create any sort of oversight? So this has definitely been watched as a model, but I haven't seen any other social networks adopt this. And I think they're waiting to see how Facebook rolls this out and whether or not it actually does anything. Right. And, you know, you you brought the point that this is obviously a decision that's watched by a lot of folks because of the impact it might have on political figures. But there is, you know, the, the actions that Facebook, Twitter, and some of these other platforms have taken to ban President Trump or former President Trump raise the questions, uh, raise questions about how powerful these companies are in silencing not just politicians but really individuals. And there's a, there's obviously this broader debate going on about that. I'm just curious what this decision or how this decision plays into that debate. So these companies have long denied that they're taking action because of some sort of political bias or leaning that they disagree with, you know, um, like the political standpoint of of Trump. Um, I think I mean, I just kind of having the oversight board puck the decision back to Facebook, that kind of shows that the power is still mostly in Facebook's hands because initially it was like throughout through the creation of the board it was almost like this idea of oh there's this other body that has the ability to overrule Mark Zuckerberg um that they they have the, the possibly even more power than Facebook has but today i think we kind of saw that the power is still in Facebook's hands, and that's why you're seeing a lot of critics calling for regula- regulation. Got it. And this is a, a fascinating story. I'm sure this isn't the end of it. I'm sure we'll, in six months' time, we might see a decision by Facebook, but there's still a lot of story to tell here. Queenie, thank you for your time. You can check out our story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.